cause and effect a case for Adam. This is Minister Sternberry coming at you from Gulf Coast Christian Connection. That's right, Gulf Coast Christian Connection here on Mississippi Gulf Coast. We are a product of Jehovah Ministries and we are in a line with New Dawn Christian Network here on Mississippi Gulf Coast and we are glad to have you here with us once again. Listen to what we got to say. And as we say before, that's right, cause and effect. Everything has a cause and everything has an effect but what we want to focus on this evening is the cause and effect concerning man and the cause and effect concerning God because one is unorchestrated and the other is orchestrated or should I say one can be orchestrated or unorchestrated and the other one can only be orchestrated but as we do every night, we're going to talk about our book. That's where we're coming from. We are coming from our book. Is the gospel you being taught? The true gospel of Jesus Christ. With the subtopic of, if the beginning is wrong, does that affect the ending? And we want you to look at this little, uh, listen to this little promo that we put together concerning our book. <music> Is the gospel you are taught the true gospel of Jesus? What is a living soul? Is Jesus and Adam linked? Is your Christianity woke? Who is Jesus? Get the book today. Scan the barcode or go to the msgccc.org to purchase your copy today. Amen. Go there, msgccc.org, and purchase your book from there. Click on that uh, book cover icon, and it will take you to Amazon Books, where you can um, look at, read up on um, some of the things that we're saying, some of the comments that's been left so far. Uh, reviews and um, go ahead and purchase it and I think you'll be very much surprised because it's gonna uh, reflect on a lot of the questions that was asked in the promo and a lot of times we've been taught things that may be true may not be true or may have been overlooked or whatever the case may be but uh, you know Paul tells us as Christians to study to show ourselves approved a workman able to rightly divide the word of God. And I want to focus on that one word right now, divide. Uh, divide, as we understand it, means to separate or to open up. But if you look at the word divide from a mathematical point of view, it means to work down to the lowest common denominator, to where there is no more dispute about what is and what ain't the lowest common denominator and that's what we uh, want to drill down to so tonight we're going to be looking at the cause and effect a case for Adam you know um, as we 
study all of this and over the years we have uh, I've come to the conclusion that our faux parents have gotten a bad rap they've gotten a real bad rap out of the deal and because and I say that from the point of view that um, first of all we have to come to the conclusion that God just left them here all by themselves to figure things out didn't give them any kind of instructions other than what not to do um, didn't tell them anything else and he just said hey y'all work it out you got a free will you can you know do what you want to do but then <clears throat> when they use that free will to make a conscious decision then they get penalized for it now does that make sense does that make sense for God to give to 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 basically and what we're being taught is that God gave them a free will to do as they please and then when they do as they please then he gets mad and kicked them out of paradise or kicked them out of the garden well that's one scenario that's one way to look at it I mean you know and the other way to look at it is the fact that he put them in the garden and well first of all we have to start everything didn't start in the garden it started outside of the garden and everything was a cause and effect and I say that for this purpose here that God the earth the, the earth was void and without form and he needed a manager he wanted a manager he wanted to be that manager to manage the earth into a, a, a productive place and he wanted to do that through his children he and his children working together to make this a pro make the earth a productive place for mankind and for him to bring heaven here so that it would be complete now that's the way I look at it that's the way I see it because the original plan and we talked about this in the last episode the original plan was for man to cultivate the earth or to take care of the earth outside of the garden separate from the garden um, and we find that he God planted a garden eastward of Eden and we went over that get the book and it would explain a little bit more about that process but he uh, planted a garden and he put man in the garden and he gave him a couple of restrictions he gave man an assistant a help me and as we look in the strong <clears throat> look in the strong concordance we find the help me is someone that was supposed to protect him was supposed to surround him and protect and um, also to help and assist him in taking care of the garden now we don't know if that was supposed to be for eternity or was there a um, period of time that was uh, placed on him being in the garden we don't know that because the scripture don't tell us that but if we were to look at what his original purpose was was to take care of the ground outside of the earth I mean outside of the garden then we would have to put that uh, we would have to say that there was going to come upon a time when they had to leave the garden to fulfill their original purpose and God even said that himself because he told the man that he told Adam that in the day that you eat of this you should surely die well that's a in itself is a point in time and being that 
prior to this death had not been explained of what it means but we find out later on that uh, um, there can be no growth or without there be death like a a seed you can a seed can only do what a seed has to do when it is planted in the ground and produced so some people look at it that way that Adam had to uh, come to the fullness of who he was and then sacrifice himself as Paul said in um, Ephesians 5 and then therefore everything else could come forth well that's just the way to look at it that's the way I look at it you don't have to look at it that way all you have to do is just understand what we're talking about but we're going to go more into that but right now we're going to bring in a reading as we do every night concerning our book the cause and effect a case for adam now the consequence of them eating was that their eyes were opened the question then is their eyes were open to what the consensus is that their eyes were open to their nakedness this led to their shame there is an understanding that after their eyes were opened, they were afraid. What then were they afraid of? Could it have been of the exposure of eating from the forbidden trees, were they ashamed of what they had lost, or was it the fear of the wrath of God for their disobedience? Note, the question God asked Adam about his location was not a question of interrogation but one of revelation. The revelation was unto Adam for he had just been downloaded with all the information and experiences of God. You do remember that he is the living soul and had the hard drive of the Holy Spirit in him. This is an indication that he now understood that he had a violation against him. The violation of being aware of his nakedness and what it meant. The answer to God's question to Adam about where he was indicates that their violation had been exposed. It is further indicated that the exposure of their nakedness generated the spirit of fear, condemnation, and flight from God's punishment that was at hand. However, we see that God's question about Adam's location was directed at Adam and not his wife. As we continue with this aspect of the narrative, the consensus is that Adam blamed the woman. God pronounced judgment on Adam and the woman and drove them out of the garden for their disobedience and bringing sin into the world. The final commonly held opinion to this narrative is that they had disobedient children, then the flood came. This led to the belief that man fell from something, which started the narrative called the fall of man, the time sinful flesh entered the world. Why does all this matter? Well, if we take a closer look at Genesis 3:13-21, the area of this book that is not explored enough, here we find God begin to interrogate the subjects before him. After the confession of Adam that he was afraid, naked, hid, and did eat, God asked the question, Who told you that you were naked? There is an important note here. The word naked in Strong's Concordance has two separate designations. One is H6174, which is to be bare. This one is designated as being without shame, Genesis 2.25. The other one is H5903, which is nakedness, Genesis 3.7. However, the root word is very enlightening for it is H6191, which means to be subtle, be shrewd, be crafty, beware, take crafty counsel be prudent, to be crafty, be subtle, be or become shrewd. The enlightening thing is that this is the same designation given to the subtle serpent, Genesis 3-1. Could this mean that the living soul had become even more subtle than the serpent and all other creations? Okay, let's continue. This exchange is interesting in that the only one Adam had contact with was the woman. Therefore, 
the only possible person or thing that he had a relationship with was the woman. In addition, that was the answer that Adam gave God, the woman you gave me. Was that the truth or not? He went on to answer the second part of God's question, had he eaten from the tree of good and evil? His answer was yes, he did. Now, at this juncture, we are taught that Adam blamed the woman for his disobedience, however, he was only answering the questions that God had asked. How would you have responded? Next, God interrogated the woman by asking her, What have you done? Her response was the serpent beguiled her and she ate. But if we look closer, we find that the serpent first influenced her to look at the content of the tree. She found it to be good for food, pleasant to the eye, and could make one wise. Her eating of the tree was solely based on what she saw in the tree. The question, if you believe all the things that happened so far are a part of God's plan, is then what did she do wrong? So what is it that the serpent, Satan, wanted from the woman? We will come to that later. We know that God did not interrogate the serpent but pass judgment on him. It is an understanding that Satan was the main target from the beginning. A target from the pit for what he did in heaven, Rev. 12. The judgment God pronounced on the serpent is interesting and is broken into a three-part prophecy. The first part was that he was cursed beneath all creatures. Strong's Concordance H7043, to curse means to appear trifling, be too trifling, be insignificant. The second part was that there be a war between the woman and the serpent. This indicates the constant conflict between good and evil. The third part of the prophecy was that the seed of the serpent, unrighteousness, would bruise the heel of the seed of the woman, righteousness, and the seed of the woman would bruise the head of the seed of the serpent. This prophecy by God opens up the answer to several questions. One being the war for control of man is between Satan and the woman. We see that as throughout history, Satan has been trying to destroy the seed of the woman to get control of humanity while she has been protecting her seed until the right time so that humanity could be free. However, the reason the serpent initially came to the woman was twofold, one because he was rebelling against God and the other because he needed her to birth his evil seed, offspring, to counter God forming of the living soul. That was the only way God's prophecy of him could come to pass. Now, the question God asked the woman, what have you done? Well, she listened to the voice of another and consumed the seeds of the fruit, good and evil. Overall, she committed adultery. You see, when the serpent spoke to her and she responded, she accepted the words, not surely die and be as gods, and saw the fullness of the world. In 1 John 2:16, we find that the things of the world are the same things she saw in the tree, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world, emphasis mine. There is a note here, many have taught that the man and the woman were in the image of God at his creation, so based on our present-day teaching the woman was already like God. However, Godhood was not imparted to the man until Genesis 3:22. Anyway, the aforementioned action about adultery can be compared to the virgin birth in Luke 1:30-31 when the angel came to Mary and spoke the word saying not to fear that she had found favor with the Lord and would conceive a son. She responded that she had not known a man and how this could be. However, she accepted the words by saying, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. The woman confirmed that she believed the serpent by looking into the tree and ate. Just as Mary received and reacted to the words of the angel, she, the woman, 
received and reacted to the words spoken to her by the serpent. Amen. Now we see this is a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. And the reason that there's a lot to unpack here is that um, we normally don't explore this um, area a lot concerning um, the scriptures. <clears throat> uh, the first thing we want to look at here, though, but is the, the thing is that the eating, which is the cause and effect that we're talking about. First of all, we got to go back and look at the fact of what God said um, in the opening in, in the opening of that that um, the serpent the serpent and the woman had a conversation about what God did or didn't say or what God did or didn't do and we know that she came out of Adam and we know that she had information which is um, she said that God said and we don't know if that was God the same God that formed her out of Adam or was it Adam but we come to the conclusion I think within a lot of our teaching that she got her information from Adam because it was a little more detail than what um, God had said to Adam but anyway it goes back to the fact that um, she understood that the fruit for which she was eating was forbidden. Now, she um, she disregarded. She she basically disregarded, and she basically went along with the serpent, because we understand that this, what the serpent said to her was that um, she would surely die. She would not surely die, and that. Uh, God knows that their eyes will be open and they will and they should be as God's knowing good and evil so that's the gist right there is that their eyes were open and they would know they would know good and evil now that's a key point there that's a very very key point because we find in our teaching that um their eyes was open. She ate <clears throat> of the fruit. And what happened at that point in time was that she consumed the fruit. We know that she consumed. We don't know if she consumed the whole thing or part of it. But we do know that she consumed a portion of it and gave it to her husband who was with her. Gave it to Adam who was with her. Now, when she consumed the fruit, she consumed she ingested the seed of good and evil or the natures of good and evil both natures there she consumed both natures in her and there was and that was the first thing that happened when she when she consumed the fruit she then looked but let's let's go back let me go back a second why did she consume the fruit is the question um, and that is that the serpent had told her that, you know, God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be open. But then that three chapter three and let me get find it real quick. Um, chapter three and six says that when she saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eye 
and that it was desire to make one wise. That's when she consumed. So she heard what the, she she act she she activated or excuse me she um saw heard what the serpent said, but she confirmed it by looking into the tree and seeing something in the tree and we'll get into that a little later that was so enticing to her that it made her totally just disregard whatever she was told um and violate or transgress whoever told her that but that's not the key here the key here is that when she consumed her eyes was open to those three things that it was good for food pleasant to the eye and a desire to make one wise now when we when she gave it to her husband when she gave it to him he um it has he had some very he had also an experience and what that experience was um their eyes was open his eyes was open and they saw that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together to make themselves aprons. Now, instrumental here is that their eyes was opened. What was it open to? It was open to their nakedness, which is which is uh, uh, a lot of time we're told that oh hey, what what was the big deal? They was already naked, and they were and they were already naked, and they wasn't ashamed. But now all of a sudden. When they after they ate of the fruit, they saw their nakedness and knew that they, their eyes was open and they knew that they were naked. Well, they saw then the essence of what it means to be naked, which is he. They saw their nakedness, which is the evil part. You you remember you remember um, Noah. And 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 the event between um, uh, Ham and Noah when Ham walked in and saw Noah's nakedness, that was his complete self. That was his his, his, his the part that only um, that exposed everything, the good and the bad. And that's what happened when their eyes were open and their nakedness was exposed. Now, what happened was when they ate the fruit. And you don't have to believe this or not, but when they ate the fruit, they ingested all of the experiences and knowledge and information of God. So they now knew the totality of who God was, both good and evil, because we know that 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 God God is God has an angry side too, and they saw all of that. So. In my understanding, this is why Adam and the woman became afraid because they had they had just consumed the, the fruit and their eyes was open and they 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 knew God was a jealous God and they also understood that they had made they had violated His word. So their reaction to that or their response to that, first of all, was to sow leaves to cover their nakedness. Um, which was an attempt to um, uh, um, cover themselves, to just you know, to cover themselves, as we'll find later, God did 
more effectively but also we find here that um, that doing that they were afraid naked and ashamed so the scripture says in verse 8 that um, one day they heard the voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day in the garden and they had hid themselves from him now this is a very this is where things become very um kind of elusive here because god called out to adam he didn't call out to his wife even though they both were named adam but at this time she had been designated as his wife being separate and when they ate away from themselves from each other God didn't see. If you think God just was out there playing golf somewhere and didn't know what what Adam and the woman was doing, you need to check your um, understanding of who God is. Anyway, um, but anyway, that was not a question of uh, interrogation. Of, re of interrogation, that was a question of revelation because he was asking Adam. Did he know where he was, and based on what he had done, and 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 when he asked Adam that question, uh, um, Adam responded. Adam responded to that question, and he told him, "We heard you walking in the garden, and we were uh, I." And he's, now he went to the first person. I heard you walking in the garden. I was afraid. And I, because I was naked and I hid. So those were the, the elements of what um, happened with Adam at that particular time. So we know we find here, first of all, that he was afraid, he was naked, and he hid. That was his answer to God's question as to where art thou. Now, is that true or is that false? Uh, to me, it's true. He's telling the truth. Maybe to you it may be different that he was trying to lie or something else. But to me, he was telling the truth about where he was in his consciousness, in his understanding of what God was asking, in his consciousness where he was. He was afraid, he was naked, and he hid. Now, the next part of this question is one we definitely don't get involved in. And that was the next question that he asked him. Now, you have to understand this. God is interrogating uh, um, Adam to find out if Adam know what has just happened. And he understand because he said he gave those, those answers above uh, um, that he was afraid he hid and um, that he was afraid he was naked and he hid. So he answered God's first question of where art thou? Now, the second question that God asked him was, who told you that thou were naked? Hmm, that's a good question. That's a good question. Who told you that, boy? Well, let me see here. He had no conversation with the serpent. He had no conversation with uh, any other creature. Well, the only one he had a conversation with, or the only one 
that he had that, that was there that they was you know together and the one that gave him the fruit gave him the fruit was the woman that was it was the woman and and if i'm not mistaken that's what he said because verse 12 said and the man said the woman that thou giveth me give it to me she gave me of the tree and i did eat i mean is that true is that blaming somebody uh i mean you answering the question truthfully because it was the woman that gave it to him and out of the giving to him he became aware of his nakedness and because of the awareness of his nakedness the downloading of all the intricate information concerning god and everything and he said hey i was naked i was ashamed i was afraid i was naked and i hear truthful question that's exactly what the scripture says the next question is who told you well the only one there that was with him the only one that had engaged in uh, uh violating or trespassing was the woman so the woman told him uh, um hey you need to uh, this is good you need to eat this hey this is real good and at that time at that point in time and when it wasn't a point they were outside of time and space but at that point Adam had no reason to uh, um, question her about, I mean, we don't know if the fruit looked different or what. All he knows is that it was given to him by the help meat that God had given him to help him with the garden. So um, he had no reason to suspect and suspect her, her being deviant or anything because those nature that nature had not existed yet until after they ate but anyway now and the other thing about this and like we say we hear a lot of this and that and the other about what should or should not have been done but each one of them had a responsibility adam had a responsibility to god and the woman had a responsibility to adam so if you want to be technical she had just as much responsibility to tell the serpent no as Adam did. Well, we gone a little long here, and we just want to make sure that you understand what's going on, and we will get more into this because next phase of this is going to be what God did in response to the answers. And let me go back a little bit. Adam did say that, when God asked him who told him and did he eat from the tree that he was commanded not to. Adam said the woman, the woman you gave me, told me and I did eat from the tree. And if you look at any any other kind of way other than the fact that Adam confessed that he had done something wrong. And we know what the scripture says. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and rightful to bring you back to all right, all righteousness and clean you up from all unrighteousness. So um, I would think that that applied in the beginning, just like it does now. All this is explained a little bit more in our book, but we will be back with you at another time to further explain in our view of what happened concerning Adam and the woman until
Mississippi song.
Amen, amen. I am sorry to have to cut that off because it was getting real good. That was the late Frank Williams and the Mississippi Mass Choir and Near the Cross. But we went a little bit long. We went into our passionate rant there about um, how we feel that our four parents have gotten a bad rap. And we will encourage you to Go back and look into that, particularly chapter 3, starting at about, about uh, verse 12, all the way down to um, verse 22, 23. I think you'll find some nuggets in there. So I think you'll find some nuggets in there that um, have not been explored enough. And in doing so, you, you, you may come up with a different um, understanding of our full parents and how this thing all got started and how it all got messed up. So, until next time, this is Mr. Aaron Stenberry coming to you from Gulf Coast, Miss Gulf Coast.